Hey, hey y'all. y'all. And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh, hey, y'all. We're, we're back with more. We're watching uh, uh, Eclipse, and uh, we're finishing Eclipse today. And we're starting straight off with the gaudiest ring I've ever seen in my life. So we're at the point in the movie where Edward is getting ready to propose to Bella with what is truly the ugliest fucking thing <laughs> anyone has ever seen because it is a giant oval and it's got like these little diamonds in it. And yeah, they're supposed to be real diamonds or whatever. They look like he got them out of a gumball machine. And when I first saw a picture of the ring, I thought someone had just hammered a bunch of nails and like a nail head specifically to like a plate of bronze. It really doesn't. (laughs) It's supposed to be silver, but it looks like if you've ever seen those videos on like Instagram or TikTok or whatever, those people put like jewelry Jewelry in those like that the blue yeah that blue like sonic cleaning things like it looks like those Mm. do before you clean it. It looks like it desperately needs a soak in like ring cleaner because holy shit, it is tarnished to hell and back. Which is weird considering the fact that like this is his mother's ring. Ring. So this is made from real shit and not like some fake knockoff it's gonna turn your finger green shit. This is made from some real shit and those are supposed to be real diamonds. Which granted, I am he- sorry, but that is the ugliest crafted ring I've ever seen. It really is because it was literally just somebody like, how many diamonds can we put on a person? (laughs) And they didn't even pick great diamonds. They just picked the smallest. They definitely went with like a quantity over quality kind of a thing in this regard. Definitely. It is the ugliest fucking ring. It is the worst setting. And it's just, it's dirty. It's just (laughs) dirty. And... This you said also, it's silver. I I saw bronze. Like I saw like it looks like tarnished silver. It looks like somebody needs to teach Edward what the word polish means. <laughs> and maybe he's like he's clearly used a lot of it on himself, which is why he sparkles. Yes, because he sparkles like hell. I mean, for someone who knows how to work with diamonds and how to make them shiny, he does not know how to take care of a piece of jewelry. One of the things that bothers me just like about Edward and his and jewelry, like Bella for her birthday gets that bracelet with the wolf charm on it that uh, that Jacob made, and that is it is a handmade wooden wolf charm that it, mm-hmm. uh, that Jacob made makes. And I love and, and personally I love seeing the grooves from the knife that like that yeah work on the piece like, of wood. It's really it's a really nice piece and it's really nice. But the thing is is like the whole bracelet and the charm can't cost more than like five dollars or whatever and but it's not the point it's the point that he sat there and he took the time to handcraft her this piece and he gave it to her so that is definitely sentimentality over like monetary value yes edward being the psychotic control (laughs) freak that he is gets bella a diamond Diamond. charm to put on the bracelet that jacob gave her which is a much better diamond than whatever the fuck is on this ring very very accurate and very true but like he gives like this diamond heart on there and he puts that on there and it's a real diamond like it is a real diamond it is much prettier than this gaudy awful ring that he has but 
it if that isn't just a representation of Edward one, <laughs> he can't stand anybody else giving anything to Bella. He has to be the center of attention. So he has to add something to something Jacob handcrafted. It has to be more of a va- like monetary value because that's important to Edward, not the like sentimentality. Because there was no sentimental thought that went into Edward getting this charm. Just the fact that, oh, Jacob gave you something? I'm going to outdo him. Yeah. He didn't because he literally just bought a charm. He didn't or- handcraft a diamond. But also, if that's just not a representation of Edward as a cold, dead, monetary-loving thing, then I don't know what it is. I don't even think mon- like monetary or money really matters to him. It's just all control. I think he's got to he's got to one up whoever is. Yeah, I think it matters to, get, to him. You know, trying to make their way to Bella. Yeah, I think it ma- like money matters to him as a way to control people. But and as a like as a way to like show as a, as a tool, it is a tool to him because I don't think Edward in his last hundred years remembers any point in time of not having any money. Like his parents were well to do, he's never yes, had a were. point in his life where he's ne- like money's been a factor because he went from parents who were well to do to living with Carlisle, who's had several hundred years to gather a fortune, and so like it's just never been a factor to him. So money has always just been like a tool there. for him as yeah. opposed to Jacob who doesn't really have much money and much of you know anything in the way of like yeah in the way of like physical possessions and things like that so to Edward it, the value of this charm matters to him and that it is worth more to to Edward than the thing that Jacob made but the charm that Jacob made is worth more more to Bella to Bella because it was something that Jacob handcrafted, whether it is he Edward took the just, time and yeah, you know, the effort. To, like it is the one thing that like I will give credit to Bella is she understands the sentimentality behind, like the charm and the bracelet and all There's that. There's gotta and, be a sentimental value behind that fucking cactus, otherwise why did she bring it on the plane? I mean, <laughs> I, did her mom get it for her? Did the cactus help her through a tough time in childhood? Like the fuck. Like, the fact is, you never see that cactus again. Like, <laughs> I know. The first five minutes of the first movie, and you will never see it again. Because that cactus has to watch her be the worst person on the planet. And it was just like, no thank you, and died. That is what happened to that cactus. <laughs> It just looked at her. Forget the logics like, and the reality of like there's not enough sun. Like it's too wet for a cactus. True. I think it would drown itself at that point. Yeah. So like even if she kept it indoors, there is no sunlight. Like in the first movie, Edward had to run for like 20 minutes up a mountain to find a single patch of sunlight. <laughs> I've lived in Oregon. It's super fucking cloudy, but Forks is one of the rainiest, cloudiest places in the United States, <laughs> which is why she chose it. Like uh, Stephanie Meyer chose it. She just Googled cloudiest, rainiest place in the United States, and that's what popped up. <laughs> that's why she chose it. So, like, yeah, he has to run for 20 minutes at top speed up a mountain to find a patch of sunlight, and quite frankly, it's accurate. I still think they're the dumbest people on the planet for living here, but still. At some point, just make yourself a cabin and live in the woods for, like, 50 years by yourself. Like, just with your No family. one's gonna nobody, bother you. Literally, no one's gonna, gonna question you. No one's like, going to question your eating habits. No one's going to question your lack of eating habits. No one's going to question where because, you work, why you don't age, why you look the same for years. Well, that's the thing, too, is because, like, if 
they just say they have a P.O. box somewhere. They could order, like, if Alice wants to make clothes, she can order fabric and have it sent to, like, this P.O. box in, like, a town or something like that. Or, like, anything, you know, anything like that. They could order a lot of their shit and just have it sent somewhere. They could literally Amazon is a thing. Was it a thing in, like, 2008, though? I think it was. It just wasn't. Was it? Maybe. I don't know if it was, like, the way that we know of it now, but, um... But, like, the thing is, is they don't need to go grocery shopping. They don't need, like, fire, you know, like, supplies or, like, things like that. So the basic human necessities, they don't need. How many people live out in the woods and nobody ever actually sees them and nobody actually gives a shit that they don't see them or that they know there's a house there or something and nobody really actually cares? These people need even less. And yet they choose to live in the Among the people. Yeah, and it's just, like, feel like that's a bad idea but also if i had the opportunity just to live away from people for like 20 years maybe i'd just now granted i would want the internet because i wouldn't want to come back to society like 20 years later and be like oh what the fuck is everything (laughs) like i walked down the street you would rage so hard i walked down the street there's a fucking flying car and i didn't know about it like we went to the fucking venus and i didn't know about it like yeah that would piss me off so like i need the internet but mostly, also just because you'd get bored. You know, I just feel like you'd get bored. And at some point... I 100% would get bored. I, yeah. I've already learned that the hard way. Especially because their vampires don't sleep. That is the worst part about being a vampire in Stephanie Meyer's world. They don't fucking sleep. I am sorry. I enjoy going to bed. See, okay? I'm... I'm already working on, like, not enough sleep. Like, yeah. I just, I just can't fucking sleep. I... Yeah. I'm awake half the night. I toss and turn and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm already angrier than I normally am. Yeah. I can't imagine me as a vampire when I get no shut eye. Like, continual sensory input would be drive me insane. Like, this is why her vampires are so bitchy. It's like, they haven't had a nap in a hundred years. Like, Jesus. Goddamn, I want my damn brain to shut off for, like, a couple solid hours. Yeah. And it's just like, and... I don't know, like, if they just, if they could lay there and just, like, try not to think. I don't know. Like, that doesn't work for me as a person, let alone as a vampire with heightened senses and, like, a heightened thought process. So, yeah, I don't know if that would work for me, and I don't think I'd appreciate it either way. I I don't want to be a vampire in this world. In this world, I'm 100% want to be a shifter. Oh, yeah. That'd be much better. For one thing... Just the fact that you can eat whatever you want and, like, you wouldn't gain any weight. Gain any fucking weight. I, I would become a shift. I would turn, I'd, I'd start to shift, and bam. I got, I don't have to worry about calories ever again. Mm. I would love to run, like, as a wolf. That would be amazing. Personally, though, if I got a shift into something, I think I'd want a bird. I just think it would be really cool to fly. So, also, I just really wonder if their wolves get fleas. And I'm just like, I don't want fleas. <laughs> That is a fair point, but I think I would want to be a wolf. Wolves seem to be kind of cool. I think I'd want to be a bird. I do like the idea of, like, running just, like, super fast, but being, like, a giant-ass bird would be really cool, because I think it'd be really cool to fly, so. That's fair. Or, like, even a regular-sized bird, I could steal some shit. You should be someone's parrot. I would make a terrible parrot. I would say the most inappropriate things at the most inopportune moments and i would ruin things purposefully like i would really like to be the parent of like a ceo or something <laughs> <laughs> for some oh my reason, god oh my god you need to be the you need to be bob chapek's poet i just uh, i just like 
for some reason the CEO keeps their parrot in their office and just like is in a lot of Zoom meetings. I'm like, eh, it's like the world. Ah! It's like the world already hates or you know already doesn't like Bob Chapek for, as you know for Disney. U.S.'s parrot would utterly destroy him, and we'd just be like, "Yes, Misty, bring it down from the inside." I could do that. That wouldn't bother me at all. I would. I would be. I think people underestimate how chaotic I'm willing to be. People hundred percent just... underestimate you. Like even my mom is just like Misty seems nice. I'm like she's great. She is nice, <laughs> but you do not know her like I do. I have a very wonderful track record of having people you like my are friends at not getting caught. My friends' parents always love me. Always. I have yet to encounter a really good friend and I who I've met their parents and that parent does not love me because let me tell you all of them do. Same. Because yeah, like with They all uh, love me. Oh yeah. Like with Mylin when we were I think I met her when I was like 15 or whatever and I her parents well, they had just moved to Texas and they were worried about like her hanging out with like people the that are yeah, like the round wrong crowd and stuff like that. So when her and I started to really hang out and they were like, Well, we want to meet her because I was dri- I had a car and I was I was driving, I'm like, Well, we want to meet her before you guys like go anywhere. All and right. so I went over and like I met I like I met them and everything. They adored me. <laughs> they still love me. Like I still I still have regular conversations with her mom and like every time her dad and I talk, it's just you know like it's just fun and banter and stuff like that. But her parents love me and I've met like I've met Ariel's parents and they love me too. And like there's no I haven't ha- met any of my like really good friends. Like I've and every time I meet one of their parents, like they just they always love me and so. Is a very I present a very good professional, you know, like non professional. Like, yeah, yeah. I call that professional for you. Yeah, like it is professional level of acting. So, like, it's just hey. I mean, I should have been in movies, but you know what? I don't care. No, you should have been a spy. I would have made a. I would have simultaneously made a wonderful and a terrible spy because let me tell you, the first time somebody offered me money, I'd betray this country for a dime. (laughs) 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 Like, I should be a spy on behalf of, like, Japan, a country I like. You know? Like, so... Somebody could you secretly just... work for all of them, and no one knows that. That would be the best benefit See, to me. You, you work I... for all of them, but none of them know that you work for the other. Exactly. Ones. Like I'm, I'm getting paid by every country <laughs> to spy on every country, and it's just like this lovely cycle of just getting paid just to pass <laughs> false information around in circles. So yeah, no, I would. It's not like being a double agent or a triple agent. I'm just like a circular agent of like. Bullshit you work for yourself. I do. Like, yeah, I would just work for myself. I would make a terrible and wonderful agent at the same time. And that's just all there is to it. So, because I would be fully open to bribery. So, I would just be like, sure. As you write up your own contract for the bribe. Yeah. And it'd just be like, no, you can't do that. There's a paper trail that way. And I will have deniability at cause. So, so yeah. Every you know, time I, I tell my parents that uh, if I need to get rid of somebody, I know exactly who to call and then I know how to take care of it. And they're just like, wait, seriously? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly who to call if I need to get rid of a body. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have literally had actual <laughs> educational training about the decomposition rates of bodies. So Exactly. You know, yeah, I'm a great choice for that. I'm a body. Wouldn't bother me. 
the nice thing is like and i'd be willing to like get paid to bury bodies too only for certain people but the nice thing is, is i would know the location of the bodies and then i could just like rat them out at any point i wouldn't rat you out there's only a few people i wouldn't rat out but there's a very few people i'd bury a body for i'd have to think about whether or not i'd want like is it worth burying a body to have the blackmail over someone so like if a ceo asked me i would do it and then within 24 hours i would betray him <laughs> for like money purposes so oh, yeah you know i i uh a lot of betrayal in all honesty did you just send me a message i sent you a profile about fury axstar one of the characters in crescent city that i feel like just is is you because no like <laughs> everyone knows who fury axstar is everyone knows to stay away from her yeah but at the same time, no one knows shit about her, where she's from, what denomination of veneer she is, what her story is, nothing. I like they that. know her, they know of her, they know to stay away, they know to be quiet, not to get on her bad side, and that's it. All right, yeah, I'm down with that. The nice thing is, like, I could she's do that. She's an assassin. Yeah, I could do that. That wouldn't bother me at all. <laughs> I mean, also... As getting to the PhD level at this point has has should tell anybody, I am an excellent bullshitter. Like I am a grade, I am a master's degree level bullshitter. You are okay. you are my thesis is the top second source option in this source database. Thank you very much. Yes, it is. Level. It very much is. Thank you. I had to use that. And I had to use I can't believe it when they were like, we need you to look up sources on, like, what your PhD dissertation is going to be. And I look it up. My own topic, my own master's thesis is the second result. And I'm like, <laughs> can I quote myself? Because <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's fair. To quote, you know, they, I mean myself. <laughs> like, through the entirety of my master's degree, they give you, like, like 10 different like articles and things you have to read like every week and stuff like that and like all these chapters they want you to I didn't read any of it like and they asked me about it and I'm be like sure I'll read like if say it's like 30 pages the one of the articles they want you to read I might read in in the entirety of it I might read five sentences and I can easily churn out 500 words based on those five sentences that I read and I've been consistently doing that with my PhD where they have like I ha there's supposed to be five videos you watch that are about 10 minutes long um, every week and anywhere between five and seven articles that you have to read that can be up to like 30, 35 pages. Um, and then you have a quiz on them, but they don't tell you which ones until you open the quiz, which is timed, by the way. I have never read any of them. <laughs> I have a perfect score and I have never read any of them. I have exactly like they'll ask a question and I'll look at the articles and I'll see if they're if like yeah because sometimes like one of them I I did a quiz today and it was like tell us the the negative why so and so had negative views about PhD programs and that's not in any of the readings and it's not in any of the videos this man is not in any of them so I googled him <laughs> for about I googled him for about a minute didn't really find what I was looking for except for like some keywords I could use 
And then I just used the topic question of like, why were his views really negative about PhD programs? And then I wrote 200 words on why they were, I have no idea why they were negative, but I wrote 200 (laughs) words on why they were negative. And uh, yeah, I have a 4.0 GPA. So if school has taught me anything, it's how to bullshit really well. And that's literally all I've learned. I have a master's degree and I'm working on a PhD and I have learned one thing, how to bullshit. And that's it. I like I am a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And the only <laughs> thing it taught me was how to bullshit. So yeah. I remember my uh my English 101 class that I took, and we were like the whole point of the class was to like teach the students how to write a college level essay. And I'm like, bro, I've been writing these since ninth grade. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> That's so stupid. (laughs) Like, this is how you, like, you know, your thesis statement in your first paragraph and then your body and then your conclusion. I'm like, what the? This is stuff we learned in high school. Yeah, that's definitely some high school level bullshit right there. And I'm just like, all right. So our final project was to write, like, a full, you know, well-tailored essay about this one book. Let me tell you, I read, I think, the first three pages maybe five and then i pick i just flipped through the book halfway and just started reading another three to five pages wrote a whole ass essay on it and i got an a honestly that's and everyone in the class who saw that was just like how did you get an a i'm like it wasn't that hard yeah i'm like y'all want to know the best part i didn't read the book (laughs) yeah like in all honesty i wrote a paper with for my master's uh about marie antoinette because they made you pick like a historical figure. So I wrote a whole 25 pages about Marie Antoinette. One of the Jesus. books that I chose to use as a resource was one my professor had actually read cover to cover. I read maybe in total out of the 200 pages of that book, I think together I read about two pages of it. Oh my I got God. A perfect score on this paper i don't i didn't i walked into that not knowing jack shit about marie antoinette i flipped through that book. i mainly got the book to use like for citing purposes just like so could cite the bullshit i was gonna say because i i tend to say things and then i go find sources to back my shit up and then i'll be like yeah here now i'm just gonna put this in there that makes sense and uh the rest of it came off of wikipedia so that's what i learned about marie antoinette is like <laughs> i that's what i do with a lot of my shit i just i get a summary off of wikipedia and like I'll read like three hundred words, and then I'll write a thousand on it. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, why say in two words what you could say in ten? So, and that's how I keep my page numbers up. So, I wrote a page yesterday. It was or a paper yesterday. It was supposed to be two pages. It was five. I'm really bad at keeping them like lower. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. I like. I wrote a, a short story in my first creative writing class, and it was, I think, one of the best like prompts that we were ever given yeah i was ever given it was literally the teacher asked the class to like just spitball five or six random topic like you know words ideas that just popped into their heads right just five random things yeah so she wrote them on the board and she's like write me a story based on these five or six you know whatever how many things we had on the board okay and we had a variation of stories (laughs) And it was great. Like, just the idea that you can, like, you know, you have all these stories have these five things in common, but they are just 12 different variations of these things. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool, though. But my story, she did, she, it was supposed to, she didn't want it to be more than, like, what, 12 pages? 
Yeah. Or 10 pages. Mine ended up being 15 pages plus it being like nine point font. Cause I'm just like, with 12 point font, I was at like almost 20 pages. And I'm like, they're not gonna accept this. <laughs> Oh. Hey, at and least she asked me. She's like, "Why is it so long?" So you do realize I said like no more than ten. I'm like, I couldn't stop writing. <laughs> I mean, at least they let you get away with the fact that you changed the font sizes. Like I, I mean, sometimes they don't pay attention to that shit either because like sometimes they're really strict about it, but sometimes they're not. Like, well, this was because like this wasn't like you know an academic paper. This was just this was a short story. This was this was yeah. an act of creativity. Yeah. Okay. Man, that sounds a lot nicer than like the, mm. like all for my master's degree. Like they gave us like eight pages of instructions for our papers. It was just yeah, it was like pure instruction, and, and I'm just like cool. Of course, my PhD level courses are the exact opposite, where I'll be lucky if I get a paragraph, and it just <laughs> everything super vague, and it's just like cool. But yeah, no, it's like I the only thing I went my whole master's degree. I was supposed to be citing everything in Terbium which is a real, just like a knockoff citation version of Chicago style. Okay. I did absolutely everything with the exception of my thesis in Chicago style. Literally nobody noticed. <laughs> because cit- citation generator websites don't have Turby and they only have like Chicago. So I used Chicago and I didn't change them until I actually wrote my final thesis. And that's the only thing that's in actual correct citation everything else is in chicago style and nobody fucking notices because i'm just really sure nobody nobody knows what that is so i don't even know what that is like it's it's history specific uh citation yeah so yeah Um, when i when i was you know getting my master's and everything was supposed to be in chicago i'm like oh this is gonna be annoying because everything i've read up until now has been mla yeah that's what i was chicago that's how I was in high school. Like everything was in an MLA, and it yeah, wasn't high until school, for me it was all MLA. And yeah. then also when I was in college, my one friend was taking some psych courses, and she was like, "Do you know how to sort? You know, do you know how to cite in, in APA?" I'm like, "The fuck is APA? Like I only yeah. know MLA." Yeah, no, like I all through high school, my associate's degree and I think my bachelor's degree, it was all like MLA, and then. When you got to the when I got to my master's degree, that was when it was in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, and I was just like, why? Well, it was in like Chicago or t- um, the other one, and then the PhD is strictly in the other one. And I'm just like, well, that's fine. I mean, I have a whole book on it, so because it was one of the books they required me to get for my master's, which is the only, one of the only book, textbooks that I had that was actually useful. So I quit buying textbooks too. Like I just like I oh. quit buying textbooks a long time ago. Oh yeah, me too. I'm like, really I never cool. opened them. Yeah, it was just a waste of money. We really just did the intro, and then we just fucking stopped talking about Twilight. So we are watching Edward so awkwardly propose. I hate the fact that he's proposing to, and he's, like, putting that as the condition for, like, absolutely everything that she wants. Because Bella doesn't want to get married. Bella doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want to go to college. She just wants to to turn. She just... She wants to get fucked and she wants to turn. That's it. She wants great vampire sex. She wants like she wants Edward to throw her against the wall and her to just, you know, slam him into a tree. She wants the rough shit. Yeah, like that's all she wants out of life. Is adamant. He, he is adamant that he's just like, no, we're gonna get married because we're gonna be losing the old school way. And she's like, fuck old school. This isn't 1917, 2005, six, whatever. Yep, because he's a controlling motherfucker. He is proposing to this girl 
And he looks so uncomfortable. So does she. She's like, eh. Well, I get why she's uncomfortable. She doesn't want to get married. The most tentative like, yes she ever. Want... Just like, her head is shaking going, yes. There's the really disappointing looking bed that was way cooler looking <laughs> in the fucking book than it was in the movie. Because in the movie, it's just like a normal canopy bed. Like in the book, it was bed. like yeah. In the book, it was like wrought iron designs of like yeah, flowers like these... and roses and leaves and vines and. It was sounded so pretty, and I was so excited to actually get to see it in the movie. And they just give you a normal fucking bed, and I'm like, why? Just why? Victoria has a weird face. She looks. Like I mean, she's they like did change a... her. The yeah. actor, the actress, did change. That's true, but like, she looks like she has a twelve-year-old's face. She does. Like, she weird. reminds me of Kristen Dunst in Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and Riley, like, poor Riley. Riley is just so easily He's, manipulated. Like he keeps, he, he keeps being like, "Well, the Collins aren't here. <laughs> like, why are we going after the Collins? They're, they never actually show up." And she's yeah, like, like, you keep but, talking about them and like none of us have ever seen them. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to live in fear of them. They're not here. <laughs> like, where are they? <laughs> like, if they're so terrible, why are they here? Like, why aren't they here? Yeah, it's like we've never seen them. Yeah. And it's just like, that's a valid point. That's a valid question. It's like, why should I fear something I've never seen? Like, exactly. no one's ever heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> But see, she's like, I don't want to live in fear waiting for them to attack. The Cullens are never going to attack. You leave them the fuck alone and they'll leave you the fuck alone. And, you know, Riley is from Forks. You know, like, I don't know how old he is, but there's a chance he might have met the Cullens at some point. I don't he's know if he Fork did or not. He was from Seattle. No, he's or from Port Port. He lives in Seattle, but he's mm. from Forks. Okay. His parents reported him missing with Charlie. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ew. It's a lot of weird... Why why are they necking? Why are they necking when it means nothing? I honestly have no idea. Like, like I like how Bella, her way to prepare for the war is to just cut herself and bleed everywhere. <laughs> it's just like I want wow. my scent in every part of the you know of the also, around me. So very unhealthy just to go rubbing your bloody open wounds <laughs> all, all like, over nature. <laughs> like just uh. just some tree bark in you, some you know, poison oak. It's fine. Yeah. And I also really like how Edward's just like, why aren't you wearing your wedding ring like around <laughs> now? It's like, oh, I don't know, because I'm 18 and like You cornered me into that? <laughs> And at some point, she has to see her dad. And, like, how do you explain this to your father? Let alone explaining it to poor Jacob. But, like, how do you explain it to your poor father? Jacob has to hear it with his super hearing after Jake, after Edward's like, yeah, like, oh, Edward yeah, that's my asks, wife. Yeah, Edward asks us, like, well, where is your wedding ring? Jacob was, like, ten feet away. A normal person could hear him ask for that. Not alone, let alone Jake with the super hearing. Also, I really think it's bullshit that the shapeshifters don't shift with their clothes. I think that would piss me off, like, as a shapeshifter. Like, I don't want to be naked all the time. Like, that, no. no. true. In a lot of the, uh, a lot of the different worlds um, that I've read about shapeshifters. Yeah. The one thing that's always stood about the same is the fact that they all lose their clothes in the shift. Yeah. Except for Harry Potter. Because the Animagus keeps their clothes. 
And weirdly enough, changing shape in Dungeons and Dragons, you keep your clothes. Okay. No. Because it's just so very inconvenient. It is. It is very inconvenient to just it's... constantly lose your clothes when you need to shift. Yeah. Like, because I'm with you. Like, I've read a lot of shifter stuff. And, like, all of a lot of them just lose their clothes. Like, the main ones all lose their clothes. Doesn't matter what type of shifter they are, whether it's werewolf or, like, just shape. I've read some where it's, like, they lose only their shirt, but their pants stay. I'm like, that makes yeah. no sense. I I have read one, the Kate Daniel series by Alona Andrews, and she has shifters of all different types of animals. And they have like this beast warrior form that is like bipedal, mm-hmm. no matter like what kind of species it is. So it's just kind of like kind of like the Remus Lupin style wolves. And um, but like they're bigger and like they're more muscular and stuff uh-huh. like that. So like the shirt rips, but the pants do tend to stay, assuming they're like have some kind of give. Because like the waist doesn't really change. So much as they just get taller and, like, a little more muscle. So it just kind of depends. Sometimes, like, I understand it, like, everything just ripping. Sometimes, you know, like, yeah. But that would piss me off as a wolf or a shifter of any kind where you're just constantly losing your clothes. For one thing, I definitely don't want to have to keep buying bras, like, all the time. That's annoying. No. Also, like, can we mention how stupid Edward is, or just not? Oh, with the completely camping? oblivious with the camping gear. Yeah, like just I get it. You feel nothing. You are oblivious to weather changes, but your human fiance is currently fucking freezing, and you did not bring extra blankets or like a heating pad or anything. There are two. Uh, there are like five problems I have with this. First of all, who let the vampire pack for camping? Because he literally packed nothing but a tent and like a single blanket. Two, weather reports are just a thing. You knew there was a storm there. Three, Alice sees the future. So if she doesn't see the weather, she should at least see Bella freezing to death. And like four. The fact that he's like Bella should have known to like pack some shit at least because Edward doesn't think of anything, let alone like how to actually keep your human alive. Like Jacob's the only one with like common sense. He's like body heat, which I can you know provide. You as a vampire, as a cold one, cannot. And it's just like is like just eating Edward alive that like Jacob has like she has to cuddle up to Jacob. I mean, Jacob's resting body temperature is like 108 or something <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. I'm so he's literally a heater. I would be like, fuck you. I don't care if you're my fiance, my husband, my lover. I don't care. I am cuddling up to the heat. Yeah, like, I wouldn't give a damn. If I'm freezing to death, I'm I'm sorry. You're just going to have to excuse this. Like, it's not like she strips naked with him. She also, just, the girl one, just wants heat. One movie from now, Edward's going to be offering to let Bella have sex with Jacob. So, like, he can't be that pissed. <laughs> He's going to offer to let them have kids together. He can't be that pissed about it. Jesus. I, I forgot about that. Like, if Stephanie Meyer wasn't such a religious weirdo, I really just feel like it would have been a much better story if Edward and Jacob had ended up together. Because, like, fuck Bella. Whether this is a reverse harem, just a gay thing, I don't care. Like, Anything other than this pairing would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like like you said, for a a religious person, she writes some weird shit. She writes some crazy shit. The situations that girls do not want to be, you know, found in, she writes them twice. Yeah. She puts Bella in them twice. Um, Well, she puts 
Bella in one, like a potential like gang rape scene, and then she has it actually happen to Rosalie, and yeah. which is just like holy shit. And then, like, there are a lot of very uncomfortable situations that happen in here that really just make you be like, okay, so you're super against them having sex before marriage, but just getting attacked is cool. Yeah. Also, hallucinating somebody. <laughs> Also, getting on the back of a motorcycle of, of like, some biker gang member is fine, too. Of a complete stranger in a city yeah. that you do not know at all. Of, like... Just pick the random angels. dude on a bike, like, hey, give me a ride. Where yeah. to? I don't care where. Just, I want to go for a ride. What? That is, <laughs> that is how people end up on the news. Like, I, I don't know what else the to tell you. Back of the milk carton, like, missing. Yeah. Have you seen? No. I, maybe I saw, like, a pinky in, 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 on the corner. Like, I don't know. It's just like I I don't know like she has some wild like it's they can't have sex before marriage and Bella definitely has to get married and have kids can't but have like, sex before marriage but multiple wives is yeah like multiple okay. wives is fine but Religion also is okay but sex before marriage is a big no no yeah and it's just like also let's give this girl kids that she didn't want and make her get married at the age of eighteen also well let's have Jacob you know imprint on her baby. On her newborn baby. That is so creepy. Why are Stephanie Meyer's werewolves like imprinting on babies? That's so weird and so creepy, especially considering the fact that like they're the whole idea for them is they're like, you, you have to be like, well, you the werewolf is whatever the the, the, like, the imprintee. Yeah. The imprintee so requires like, whether it's a babysitter, a brother, a cousin, a lover. Like, that's just what? weird. Like, how do that you imprint on a baby, become their protector and, like, their babysitter, and then when they grow up, you become their boyfriend or their girlfriend? Yeah. Like, that's just it, so creepy. Like, how do you, how does the wolf, as a, like, a as a person, watch this person grow up from being a baby into an adult and just not have, like, parental, like, protective feelings and not romantic? Like, it would be really weird if you had, like, romantic or sexual inclinations for this person after you watch them grow up from, like, being a baby. Like, it's one thing if you're, like, I have, three. okay, this is where I come in with this. And I'm going to ruin Twilight forever. Do it. Ruin it. Make it worse. All right. So you know how the, the, the people that left the LDS church... Because yeah. they're just like, because the LDS was like, no, polygamy is a bad thing, blah, 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 whatever. But the FLDS branched off and was like, no, we're going to stick with this and make their own community. And then we have Warren Jeffs, who's like the prophet and whatever, and creepy, he's in jail. But he's still running the goddamn com community in on the border of Colorado and Utah. Yeah. Child brides. Warren Jeffs has sanctioned not only his, but of other men in the community to be married off to like girls older than like as young as like eight or ten. Oh my god. And have sex with them. Oh my like god. On like I saw this one documentary and like they when they you know bombarded or raided this one like other church that he was building or commune that he was building. Yeah. They found a room that had like an elevated bed and everything was like crystal like clean like crisp clean white. The bed, the linens, the the altar platform that it was on and then like the medical whatever the hell they had there just a whole room for this so like when he would have like a certain child bride like when it would be like the ceremony for one for like whether it was one of his or one of someone else's like in the community they would go to that room and consummate that relationship with that poor little girl on that like altar bed and i guess recorded whatever they had files on it 
It's just ugh. that's how those. Yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's disgusting. disgusting. Mm-hmm. What the fuck mm-hmm. is wrong with people? No, but that's that's fine. But sex before marriage, holy shit. No, marrying off an eight-year-old girl to a man in his sixties is totally fine. But just, sex before marriage is a big no-no. That just makes imprinting that much worse. Mm-hmm. Like that much worse. Like it was bad enough already <laughs> that like you had like for one thing, the wolf had to change everything about themselves to meet the needs of whatever their imprinting wanted. But then they have imprinting on babies that you're supposed to be like, oh, well, you'll just be whatever they need you to be. And then you have to like you'll watch them grow up and the end idea is that they become like romantic partners and stuff like that too which is just made so much worse by the real life child bride situation holy fuck and the FLDS is not the only one that does the child brides oh yeah I've watched so many cult documentaries about child about oh god like the children of god is one of them wild wild country it is not one of them but it's so creepy Mm. hmm well, I will say this. Congratulations. You made Twilight worse. Thank you. That's hard to do, I will admit, but you managed it. I'll give you that. Because I'll take the credit. Holy fuck. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. It's really weird that it's playing two commercials like at once. That is weird. I'm just waiting for it to be over. Yeah. But... I'm, oh, fuck. <laughs> I I really need like a new scene to come on because I don't know what else to add to that. So just Jesus Christ. It's disgusting. I mean, I mean like Stephanie Meyer get your shit together, man. Oh, there's Seth. Baby Seth. One of two scenes he'll ever be in. And he's what, like 13? 14, I think. I think he's 14. I think Brady and Colin were the only ones who changed that young. I love how, like, the wolves have just this natural, I don't want to say pull, but, like, there's a word for it. Just this protectiveness for Bella. And it's like, I don't give a shit what happens to Edward, but, like, we're going to protect Bella. That's probably because they've been having to listen to Jacob's inner monologue. <laughs> like, at some point, Leah gets really pissed off because she has a dream about kissing uh, Bella. <laughs> That's right. You know what's really weird is that Seth and I are the same age. Because uh. he was born the same year I am. That's really weird to think about. So it makes The only time, the only time in the movies, or in the book, in this story where Bella stands up to Edward, she's like... When, you know, Jacob finds out that they're married and, like, he had to find out because Edward knew he was nearby and listening, so just slipped it out. Knowing Edward that is, Jacob would hear. Edward is such a piece of shit for that. Like, he says it specifically so Jacob will hear it. And Bella, being off. Bella, is just, like, the one time where she stands up to be- Edward and is just like, let go of me. Yeah. And he looks so surprised that she's, like, and looks so hurt that, like... Are- yeah like you don't want that it's like yeah and it's just like edward you told this guy something that was going to super upset him but you knew would upset him because you're a jealous asshole right before he goes to fight like, why are you his surprised life. that it would that it would not upset bella yeah it's like of course it was going to upset bella but also this kid can get killed because you're an asshole like he could go out and get himself killed for this and you're just not going to care 
Also, Bella has been engaged for less than 24 hours. And she's already she kissing another on, She Before she cheats on Edward. And it's just like less than 24 hours, man. And look, look at the chemistry between these two there characters. Is. Like, they are in it versus when yeah. she's making out with uh, Edward. And they both look uncomfortable as fuck. And it's just like, the thing is, it's like Christian Stewart. And like, she's got Robert her hand Pattinson. in his hair. He's got his yeah. hand in her waist. Like, they are in it. But, like, Christian Stewart and Robert Pattinson were dating, like, actually dating, and they still came across <laughs> as the two most awkward people on the planet. Christian Stewart and Taylor Lautner have no fucking issues, and I'm just like, why? It's like, what was wrong with that relationship that her acting with Taylor Lautner comes off a lot better and a lot more real than her relationship with uh, Robert Pattinson? But what she says here just hurts me. Because, you know, she's like, because he asked her, it's like, you know, along the lines of, like, why, you know, like, it should have been us and not her and Edward. And she's like, yeah, because I knew it wouldn't matter. Yeah, she says, she's because like, then if she, it- because she, if she actually stays with Jacob, who she knows is better for her. Yeah. She would still stay human. Yeah. But she gets what she wants with Edward. Yeah. And Edward, as she comes back, like, just looks so so kind of confused as to why it happened she's like you didn't you didn't see this coming bud like you didn't get you didn't figure out that this would happen he's surprised and she's and he's like you love him and she's like yeah obviously and she yeah, doesn't even she's like, it either. wouldn't matter oh she said that uh she loves him more she says the uh it wouldn't matter thing at the end of the movie by the way like when jacob's in bed after he's been hurt that's oh, when she God. says that the war is starting. Got her barky scent. Yeah. Here come the children. I love that Jasper's just like right up front. This is he's like, he's just, I know what like, I'm doing. Fucking <laughs> just leave me alone. It's like, do not get in my way. Yep. Also, how far is Edward's range? Well, because he can't. Well, no, he's listening to Seth's thoughts because Seth can hear yeah. the wolves. And Seth so is what the lookout. Have you yeah. noticed that when they like when vampire bodies in this world snap or fall up like break, they just there's like a shimmer of like glittery dust. It's like pixie dust comes out of them <laughs> or something. It's like you just decapitated Tinkerbell or something. <laughs> also, good on Esme, man. Like she's over there throwing people into the jaws of wolves and shit like that. Like, I'm impressed. Jacob just got to the fray and he's already like in a tumultuous headspace. Like he's gonna. Yeah. Well, like even Edward says he's good because <laughs> like, Jacob's good. Jacob's he great. He's, he's good, one of the yeah. best ones. Yeah. Jasper is just taking people out like left, Jasper right, and center. Is, is playing whack a mole. He is a one man <laughs> army. He's just like just walking by people and decapitating them. He's just like no. And you know what? I'll give Esme credit. I like the Esme and Carlisle combo because, like, she yeah. held down at you know at her waist, and Carlisle yeah. just jumped up and punched his face yeah. down. What I love is Alice running away from a vampire, and Jasper's the one who goes over and like just rips the guy's fucking arms off. He's like, "You tried to touch my wife? I'm gonna take your fucking arms off." <laughs> I also like Emmett's like kinship with the wolves in the fight. Emmett is like is like Gimli with Legolas. It's just like yeah. is it on? It's on. It's a game. Yeah, Let's go. Like Emmett just doesn't really care about the fact that they're wolves or whatever. It's like Seth doesn't care about the fact that they're vampires. He's just pretty open minded. Because he's the younger are. ones, yeah. Yeah. 
And it's just like, neither of them care. Yeah. I like how Edward's like, well, Victoria knew you'd be with me, and that's why she followed my scent. You guys should have figured that fucking <laughs> out. You just should have figured that out. You figured that out before you went camping yeah. and she almost froze it's from like, hypothermia. Edward, you just shouldn't have gone, bud. Like, you Victoria should, didn't You should have sent her off with Jacob somewhere. Like, she wouldn't have guessed that. Like, Laurent was killed by the wolves. So, like, she doesn't know about the wolves. So, she... Bella you could have sent her out with, with the, wolves. the wolves and like no one like victoria would never find her yeah like victoria wouldn't have known to follow i'm pretty, like, sure, I'm pretty sure that bella's scent would be 100 percent drowned out being surrounded by like 10 wolves yeah you could have had just the pack take her up there and like two of them stay like jacob and seth could have stayed while edward went down there like any any idiot could have figured that shit out like come on there's no common sense in this movie at all. Also, Victoria, as they come up on the mountain and, like, Victoria finds them. Uh, Victoria's wearing, like, six layers of clothes. She doesn't <laughs> get cold. <laughs> like, why is she wearing a shirt, a vest, a, like, a jacket, and then a larger jacket over it? Oh, shut up, Victoria. Telling Riley she loves him. It's like, you know I love you. It's like, he really doesn't, though. He, Riley is so dramatic, though. He is. And it's like, you know Edward can read your thoughts. So like... Yeah, like, Riley's big, like, declaration statement is just, you're dead. Like, okay, like, that's that's all you that's all you got? That's all you can come up with, bud? Alright. It's like, okay. But also, I don't know about you, but so many of these movies and, like, books and just young adult novels are just 16 17 year olds being fucking morons and i'd like to think that even at a teenage age people just aren't this stupid like i'm pretty sure if you would have put me in these situations as a teenager i would have had enough common sense to like not get myself engaged oh yeah 100% (laughs) A hundred percent, because you and I are the people that are going to sit there and be like, let me map this out in my head. Yeah. Well, okay. I will admit. Like, look. Like, I... yes, we're 16, 17. We're going to make stupid decisions, but at least we're going to, tr- like, we're going to sit there and be like, all right, brainstorm all the well, options and not just we're going with this one because they said so. I think what would have happened, like, if I was in Bella's situation is I'm with her. I'd want to be a vampire. Like, let's do this. And I think it's 17. I wouldn't have wanted to wait either because like, you don't know, like at any point well, in your see, life, at that you... point, if you knew that that's what you wanted, you just go to fucking Carlisle or, or Alice and be like, turn me now. I don't give a shit what Edward says. Well, the, the thing is, it's like at every point in your life, you assume this is, you know, the most mature <clears throat> level of what you yeah. are. And so like, you have no idea that like, especially as like a 16 year old, that if you just wait 10 years, despite the fact that it sounds like a really fucking long time, it's not like 25 26 just isn't that old either and so like if you would just wait how much better you of a person you can become and how much more mature you can become but at the same time like i would have wanted to become a vampire and i'd be willing to get engaged to edward to do that i would make him change me before we got married because i'm not entirely sure i'd want to stay with him because i i like the idea of immortality I like the idea of just, like, of being an, an immortal creature, because I just think that's really cool, and I'd like that. But I don't really think I'd want 
Edward to be a hundred because I don't know if vampires have divorce. <laughs> I think I think in this world I would in this world in the Twilight yeah. world I definitely want to be a shifter. Well, you, that's the thing. Being a shifter is genetic, so if you're in Bella's position, you don't have the option to that's become true. a shifter. So, like, would you become a vampire or would you just stay as a human? Is the question. I'd be really tempted to be a vampire. I'd be tempted. I don't like the idea that you can't sleep or you can't eat, though. Like, I, I think that's why I would, like, I would pick the shifter side. Like, even though I physically, like, genetically cannot. But if yeah. I am dating or if I'm, if, if you know, we're imp- if I if I have a, a shifter that's imprinted on me. Yeah. Like, and there's, like, a mating thing that, you know, combines our lifespans or that just makes me live longer. What I don't know. Yeah. Then I would go for the shifter side. Well, the thing that I don't bother- live forever, but like I get to eat what I want, I get to sleep, I get to, yeah. you know, like, I have I, a walking blanket. Yeah, like it would bother me in a way just because of the fact that the shifters, if they if they continue to shift, stop aging. So and it's just like great, I have a, a possibly immortal, like spouse and that would kind of suck. I also hate I I love and hate the fact that Bello goes to like you know cut herself to get their attention because of yeah. her blood. Why she got a cut so high up on her arm? Well, the thing about it is, is why did she have to cut quite that deep? Like, that too. To leave like, a just, tra- yeah, like, leaking. To leave a trail of her blood everywhere, all she did was prick her finger. But for this, she like practically cuts her own arm off. <laughs> with a, with a rock. Just, yeah, with a rock. And she just like, you didn't really have to do quite all, all that much. I would like to know who gave the vampires combat training. Like, was it Jasper? Was, like, the 50-plus years that they were all together before Jasper and Alice joined the family, did Carlisle, Edward, and the rest of them just not have any combat capabilities whatsoever? Because I can't just see Carlisle just sitting down and learning war. Like, (laughs) learning how to fight. I can't see Edward doing it either. So, like, at some point... I can see Carlisle. Like, just... Carlisle was a priest! <laughs> a yeah, priest after- that was so appalled with the idea of taking a life, he literally starved himself in the woods for like months and then finally caved and ate an animal. Felt so bad about it, but finally realized that there was a way to live and still feels bad about taking the animal lives. I don't think this man is learning war. I don't I don't think he's actively <laughs> learning war. Uh-uh. I kind of always just saw it as like a studi from a studious side from Carla. Just like these are just tactics like that he never intends yeah. to ever have to use. I don't know. He's a pretty hardcore pacifist. As he created his own little army of vampires. He really did. Like <laughs> creating a larger and larger coven. Apparently in the books, um, the Co- uh, the Cullen clan is one of the largest covens of vampires that there is outside of the Volturi. And that's one Isn't of the- Isn't reasons- the Denali's one of the bigger ones too? I think there's the three sisters. Oh, yeah, they're just three sisters. Yeah, and because it's most of the time vampires don't have more than, like, a mated pair. Like, any more than, like, two or three is kind of strange. So, like, Carlisle having this many people around him makes the Vulturi uncomfortable. This this boy, this Jacob, just had his entire right side of his body shattered. Yeah. He literally just had his whole body crushed. Like, I like how the wolves, like, they shift, right? And, like, they as soon as they all come around the corner, they're all just dressed. In, <laughs> just in their like, pants. And, like, yeah. they're all shirtless except for Leah. Yeah. I do feel bad for Jacob. His whole 
one side of his body has just been shattered. Also, the Volturi are this girl that it was is never yeah. gonna be his. The thing about the Volturi is is they're vampires, and vampires can smell werewolves. So the va- Volturi absolutely can smell the shifters in this war field where there's a bunch of dead bodies, and they're like huh, it's surprising that, like, so many of you survived without any casualties (laughs) and defeated all these enemies. And it's just, like, inhale. Just inhale. (laughs) Like, it's not fucking weird. Like, one whiff and you'll understand how they got got out of it. Yeah. One whiff. Also, I will give credit to Rosalie. Her hair, we are still perfect after all of that fighting. I do not like Dakota Fanning in this movie. That's fair. Like, Jane is a terrible character. Yeah, but she could have played, like, someone could have played it off so well. Like, I mean, Jane is supposed to be, like, 12, so. I also honestly like Elle Fanning so much more than Dakota. Like, her acting. Yeah, fair enough. I don't really watch enough with either of them in it to have an opinion one way or the other, to be honest with you. Oh, watch uh, The Great on Hulu. Yeah. Fuck Catherine The Great. Mm. L is Catherine. It's great. Wait, like, the, not the Russian Catherine the Great, yes, right? Yes, the the one who dies having sex with a horse. Yes. Huh. It's called the show is called The Great, and it's pretty fucking fun. Like it is it, chaotic. They made a show about the woman who dies having sex with a horse. Okay. They they bring up that joke or like that they mention, you know, oh, the one that, you know, had sex with the horse and like she never really did. At least in the show she never did. But yeah. a rumor was spread about it, and she's like and she walks around going, I didn't suck with a horse. Like, shut up. I mean, I don't know if she actually had sex with a horse, but she died because the pulley system she set up so that she could have sex with a horse broke and the horse collapsed and crushed her to death. <laughs> so... Watch the show. Yeah. It's fun. I feel bad for Brie Tanner in like a lot of ways. She didn't ask for this. She didn't ask I to have, be turned or anything. I absolutely never read her book. <laughs> like at all. I did not care. It looks like it's like 20 pages and I just do not give a shit. That's not even a book. That's a short story. Yeah. And like, because in all honesty, you know how it ends. So. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I do like the fact that the tribe allowed Carlisle to come like on their land to help Jacob. Because like, it's not like they can go to it's, any other doctors. Here's the thing with the wolves, though. They understand common sense. It's like, hey, yeah. this vamp who's done us no wrong. Like, we built, mm-hmm. we made a treaty with them and they've honored it till now. Yeah. And like we we joined forces with them and like they're they are asking if they will allow us for him to help us, you know? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. we can use this. Like, he's proven useful. He's a he's proven himself as a doctor. Yeah. And we will use him. Yeah, like they know they know he's the doctor and he's offering to help, you know. Yeah, and they're not arrogant they enough like Edward to be like, fuck off. Yeah, just on principle. Like, the wolves have all of the common sense in this series, with the exception of Jacob, because uh, Jacob has He's still all pining the... over Bella, that's why. Jacob has all of the common sense of an in-love 16-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> he's so none. So but, he, like, but, like wolves... that makes him the most relatable, because he's like, yeah. he's the most relatable character to anybody who's watching. Yeah. Nothing about Bella makes sense. Nothing about Edward no. makes sense. No, not at all. Everything about Jacob makes sense. No, yeah, you know, like, and Jacob was always, like, one of my favorites. Mostly, I always just felt like he deserved so much better. And he does. He, he does. just deserves so much better. 
What I'd like to know is what they had to do to get Taylor Lautner in the scene where he's like, he's hurt. His whole one side is bandaged and everything. And like Bella's talking to him. He's so shiny. There's no better. I was going to say, there's no really better way to put this other than shiny and wet. It is just like, how did you just make this dude stand in a shower and then go lay in the bed? Or did no, you just, they like, probably oiled, water they probably him. oiled him up. And then I mean, even his them. hair is wet. Yeah, no, they oiled him up and they spritzed him down with water. That's guaranteed okay, what look, they did. There's a puddle on his pillow. <laughs> Five bucks says they just dumped water on this boy. Oh yeah. And it's just like, okay, that's that's also the the water puddle is slightly brown, so his makeup's coming off on it. <laughs> even his lips are shiny. Like, even his lips are shiny. And like Bella's saying, like, my feelings for you i knew like i had them because i knew they wouldn't matter and like what an awful thing thing to to say say. like that is the worst thing i think like you could say to somebody like i yeah i fell in love with you because i know it just doesn't matter and it doesn't change anything and it's just like what the fuck also Jacob is so attracted to Bella in the logic of the Stephanie Meyer world because, like, one of her eggs or whatever is Renesmee, right? Yeah. Um, Creepy. Eggs in a person, in a woman, they do die. They die. And we only have a certain amount. We don't make more. And that's one of the things, like, that a period does is, like, they get rid of them. What would have happened if, like, just that had been the one? Right? Her next period and bam, it's gone. And it's just like, oh, (laughs) wow, you were way worse than I remember you being. (laughs) After Jacob uh, leaves and comes back with his own pack, it's like, why am I here? Yeah. Why did I like you? Though that is a tempting thing about being a vampire is you no longer have your period. So you have an entirely different issue with blood then. It's true. Okay, yes, I I hear you. I think the whole podcasting world hears you right now. I hear him. <laughs> if but, I was Jacob, I would not come back. I'd just fucking leave and like, not come back. After he heals, he just runs away to uh, Canada. He should have like, stayed in Canada. He, he could have found some other shifter and Canada. made a life there. Like, stay the fuck away from Bella. I, you, got, you got your entire right side shattered. For this girl who just told you on your bed, on your healing bed, that her feelings for you and your feelings for her do not matter. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Their tribe transforms into wolves, right? Shape-shifting and being a skinwalker in general is a very common part of Native American legends that extend far more than just through one tribe. Okay? It is a very common, like, thing in Native American history, which is great. However... Most tribes have different animals. Like this one has, uh, this one has wolves. So you have to have the assumption that other tribes have other animal shifting legends. Okay. Makes perfect sense. That's great. But that does imply that there are other shifters in the, in the world, like Mm -hmm. in, in North America, possibly even in South America, because you know native americans yeah. extend far you know beyond north america but like it implies that there is that possibility so here's the real question one do they know them do they know if they exist who would like jacob and henry and uh quill who i believe were the uh elders of the tribe um 
I'm not entirely sure who took Quill's place, but uh, I know Sue Clearwater takes Henry's place, uh, or Harry's place, sorry. Uh, but do they know these other shifters? Like, are there other shifters out there, and do they know them? If not, like, first of all, like, with Leah, and I feel so bad for Leah. Can you hear I the feel, movie? Uh, no, I cannot hear the movie, but it doesn't I matter. Either. It's only, like, the last it's already, five it's minutes. It's over, but... Uh. Yeah. But, like, if I was Jacob, or if I was Leah, I would go find them. Like, Leah hates everything about being a wolf. And I can understand that, because she has the worst experience with being a wolf. Because mm-hmm. how shitty it would be, one, to have this boyfriend that you thought you were going to marry, like... He just suddenly starts keeping secrets from you. And you're suddenly just fighting all of the fucking time. And then he just fucking breaks up with you. And you don't really know why. Then, at the drop of a hat, in less than, like, a couple weeks, he and your cousin slash sister slash best friend are, like, spending way too much time together. Then your sister slash best friend slash cousin gets hurt. And guess who's there right by her side? Your Your ex-boyfriend. That would throw up a bunch of red flags. Then... You turn into a werewolf in front of your father, which gives him a heart attack, heart attack and he dies. Leah's father is dead and she feels responsible for the fact that he died. Then her brother, that same moment, also transforms after seeing Leah. So now, now, not only she knows why Sam was being all freaky and weird, but she also knows that there's not a damn thing she can do about the fact that Sam and Emily are literally their one true loves but also now she has to share all of those feelings and thoughts and everything with the with like nine dudes just nine dudes who have also because of the volatility of like shifting and like not being able to control it because she has a really hard time controlling it have definitely all seen you naked i would just leave (laughs) there is no force on this earth that would have kept me there like look she's worried about her little brother and she's worried about her mother especially because her father just died like i understand that there does come a point however when sue clearwater and charlie start dating yeah start dating a little sketchy just because that was one of his best friends you know it's a little sketchy but at some point it does happen It, it does happen but i mean i guess like but they're also like grown ass adults. Or it's like, all right, well, yeah, like that just happens to work now. But she's so she stays because she's worried about her mom and she's worried about her little her little brother. And I fully understand her staying through the Eclipse War, through the Breaking Dawn War. Like I after get that. that, though, I fucking leave. I would just, just leave. Like, leave. I, need, I I need to be away from this. I need some time with my own thoughts and no yeah. one else's. And that's where I think the other shifters come in. I would ask. Like, her mom is one of the elders. Like, do you know of other shifters and if they exist? And, and then if they do, just... can you please point me in their direction so I can go yeah. see them? And if, like, if she doesn't know, and, like, you can ask Billy and all that, and if they don't know, they the sister tribe that, like, Emily is from, I would go talk to the elders there. Like, even if you have to reveal yourself as a shifter, like, I would go talk to them. And if they don't know anybody, I would just start poking around mythologies. You know, and, like, ones that are more prominent in other Native American tribes. And seeing if you can find a group. Because there absolutely has to be other tri- other shifting tribes out there. Seriously, because she, she should just start going from tribe to tribe and asking questions. Yeah, like, I would do research. And more of it, I would ask her own mother and, like, the other elders to do research. 
Like, this is something they need to know. This is something that they should know. But Leah deserves the opportunity to leave. Mm-hmm. And she really, out of everybody there, her and Jacob are the two that just need to get the fuck out. Like, and especially Leah, because she's the only girl. Yeah, she's the no, only... She has no one to talk to about whatever she's going through, whether it's emotional or physical or physiological or whatever. Yeah, and, like, because she's worried about, like, the implications of the fact that she no longer ages, like, she no longer has her period and all this other stuff. If you went and found other shifters, you could find these answers for yourself. You could find out. But this requires you to leave, and she absolutely needs to leave like this is a girl who needs to get the fuck out jacob does too but for different reasons but like leah is definitely somebody who has to leave leah is falling apart at the seams yeah i feel so bad i would honestly read a whole series about leah leaving and going and finding other shifters like that is a hundred percent something she should do i mean i read that i'm sure there's a fanfic of that out there somewhere fair enough i should go find it if I find it, I'll send it to you. Please, because I <laughs> because would read a whole ass thing about Leah. I would also read a whole series about just like I. I really wish Stephanie Meyer would like write the story of what would ha- what would have happened if Edward had just not come back. Or See, if, I would like, rather just read that if it was like a fanfic or a ghostwriter. Fair. I don't want to. I don't want Stephanie Meyer writing any more books. That's a, okay. I will stand corrected. <laughs> I'm going to go find myself a fanfic where Edward just doesn't fucking come back. No, no, no. I stand corrected again. I want him to come back, but I want Bella to have, like, gone to therapy and understood what kind of a person Edward is so she could tell him face-to-face to to go fuck off. That's While she's banging Jacob. Maybe not having that conversation during that moment. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) That would be kind of awkward. Just a little awkward. But, you know, just a little awkward. Ugh. I'm s- Well, we are done with Eclipse. I we are, yeah, that. we are. We are finally done. We are done with Eclipse. I'm now glad we, we are done with Eclipse. This is the, the wedding this is, and then the turn. Yeah. This is the, the movie and the book that I had the least experience with. So it was interesting to actually watch it just because I don't remember it so well. Same. Especially in comparison to the other ones. All the other ones I know I read like two or three or four times. If but this one I just didn't. I also, I know that if you never see, read, hear of the first Twilight ever again, you'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, when we put out episode three, which will be Twilight part two, I will be very glad to never listen to that episode ever again. So <laughs> I have spent three, two, three weeks editing it, like two weeks at least editing it. Like we re-recorded it at some point. Like the audio, we've had to switch audio like editing like softwares because it just kept fucking up and i have spent so much time with these like 50 sound clip bites (laughs) and i hate it i actively hate it i actively hate it like the episode is perfectly fine i don't want to hear it ever again i can recite it word for word and i hate it I hate it. That is great. But I do believe now that we are done with Eclipse and next we will start Breaking Dawn part one. Part one of part one. (laughs) It's going to be so irritating to say. Oh, God. Welcome to Breaking Dawn part one one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Breaking Tar Dawn Part One Two. Breaking Dawn Part Two One. <laughs> and Breaking Dawn Part Two Two. Like, um, yeah, that's gonna be a bitch to sort when editing. But, you know, you, know. you want to know how big of a nerd I am? Huh. You started saying that, and my mind went, "We're gonna start counting in binary." Uh, no, we will not. <laughs> no. One 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 two two one two two. It's like a code. It absolutely <laughs> sounds like a code. Lord help us both. Oh. Okay, that's gonna be fun to sort out and edit. But um, I will say we appreciate you guys coming on this ride with us to watch Eclipse, to bash Eclipse, to just ponder at the sheer stupidity of getting engaged at eighteen. Because there are very few things you can do in life that are stupid. Like, I lived, in, I lived in a small town. I lived in a small town, and people were getting engaged right out of high school, or like they were, you know, marrying their high school boyfriend girlfriend from like you know sophomore year. And I'm just watching them going, "The fuck is wrong with you people?" I have no idea, but don't like. I am currently 23, 24, looking at you, 18 year olds, going, "What are you doing?" I, I, no. You really threw me off by like stating your age is 23 or 24 and I'm like what? Not <laughs> 23, but I do understand. At time I was. After after a moment of reflection at the time you were 23, 24 because I think to myself you are not younger than I am. Like that is a weird thing to say, but yeah, no. Okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah. don't the the sheer stupidity of getting engaged at 18 is mind-boggling, honestly. And but then to decide look they, the world makes people decide what you want to major in for your career for the rest of your life at, like, 18. Like, okay. Even um, earlier, they start, you know, when they start asking yeah. you what colleges do you want to apply to, you got to start thinking about what career path you want to go down at, like, 16. Yeah. So, like, that's a terrible idea at 16, 17, 18 to try and figure that out. To get engaged and decide you want to be an immortal vampire for the rest of your life at 18 is a worse idea. And that's kind of impressive because there's not a lot of worse ideas. For one thing, don't don't get engaged and married at the age of 18. Don't go off to the, an island with this creepy stalker man <laughs> and get pregnant like ASAP. Also, just maybe don't be so fucking horny that you want to have sex as a human before you're transformed. Just I would much rather have sex as... After I'm transformed, because guess what? You can't break me after that. Like, Bella fully gets full body deep bruises to the point that Edward won't touch her again after that. Like, really, you just shouldn't, you just should have let him transform you first, girl. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, because then he, there would be no bruises. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. We'll save that one for the next episode because that, yeah. yeah. That's a whole other can of worms. Yeah. But anyway, thank you guys for coming and uh, listening to this uh, constructive criticism of Eclipse. Don't try, don't try to sugarcoat it. It's just criticism. <laughs> Chaotic criticism just of Eclipse. Straight up criticism. Fair and enough. Hate. It's just it's just criticism. That's That's valid, though, in all honesty, so... But yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will see you next time. Off to the next one, folks. Oh, <laughs> it's so much wedding. So much so wedding. Much wedding. 
tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. Oh, God. <laughs> what did you do? I did things. I did dangerous things. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even care if it's good. It's fucking hilarious to me. There you go. You gotta open it to make it bigger so you can read everything that's. Oh on my it. god!